Hello and welcome to Wake the F*** Up, a podcast about conscious living. I'm your host, Madison Palika, here to explore with you a holistic, healthy, and ethical way of life to help you gain awareness and self-empowerment. I hope to awaken humanity to the reality of the world as well as their own creative potential. Thank you so much for being here, and I love you. Hello, my brothers and sisters. I've been kind of quiet for a while. I think it's been maybe three weeks, uh, probably almost a month since I've even made a podcast episode. A lot has gone down, and my Instagram was disabled. My Facebook won't let me comment on things. I started using my backup Instagram and I couldn't follow people, like posts, comment. I couldn't even make my own captions. I was just a little bit discouraged and I was kind of like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to go radio silent because I don't want to get freaking targeted by the FBI or these people who are calling any conservatives uh, terrorists. And, you know, I've been seeing things like the MyPillow CEO, Mike Lindell, they're like not, or uh, Bed bed Bath, Body, no, yeah, Bed Bath, I get uh, Bath and Body Works and Bed Bath and Beyond mixed up. They took his product out of Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, Even Trump, he like had his bank accounts closed. All this crap that happens to people for speaking out. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just pretty scared that the FBI is going to come to my door one day and tell me like, you posted a video of someone inside the Capitol. <laughs> um, I think that's probably why my account got deleted. But, so I went silent for a while. I was like, okay, screw this. I'm just gonna like read my Bible and pray and not do anything. Because for me, I've been like preparing myself for like, okay, if, if this is the end times and the whole entire world's about to be enslaved and the Antichrist is gonna rise, which... I've listened to Jesse Zebotar, C-Z-E-B-O-T-A-R, Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E. Please look her up on YouTube. But I've listened to her, and she was groomed as a child to grow up and become a queen mother of darkness, which is basically like the inside structure of the Illuminati, and it's been like matriarchal, but she was told and, you know, groomed, trained, that she would be the last mother of darkness and she didn't have to have anyone to carry on her position because they wouldn't need it anymore because it would now be the throne would be given to the antichrist and the mothers of darkness wouldn't matter anymore and they wouldn't rule anything because they've known that now is the time for the antichrist to take his throne so i've just been preparing for like literally the end of the world getting thrown into concentration camps re-education camps And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go dead silent so that I don't get targeted because I'm not (laughs) trying to do that. But it just kind of sucked. I don't like being dead silent and feeling like I'm not doing anything. Sharing information, I feel like, is one of the only ways that I can help guide people. Like, so be it if I end up getting thrown into a camp. Like, I don't want to be tortured and that really scares me. But, you know, if it means someone's soul is saved, then I'm willing to do it. So... (laughs) this all said I have been praying just for like revelation and understanding and I feel like I'm just so grateful for people who live by the word and who live under Jesus and follow him 
who are not afraid to be speaking out right now because they really give me so much clarity and hope and information. One of these people is Brother Dude Marty. He's on Instagram and YouTube. He also has a podcast, World Harvest Ministries. Another one is I've been listening to this thing on Brighteon, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.com. Uh, it's called the Health Ranger Report. They're just situation updates. And he did a really freaking good one today that got me so hype. So I'm going to be talking about that. And then also, I don't remember his name, but he's on Instagram. He has a personal account and another account called Hold the Line. Hold the Line. And he's in charge of like the Let Us Worship events. <sighs> I can't remember his name, but he posted a video last night that also got me so hype. And something that I've been learning or that I learned over 2020 was about how two opposing things can be true at the same time. And I feel like I'm kind of seeing this again where I was always in prayer being like, Lord, please tell me like which reality is unfolding right now. Like, is it going to be the new world order and the end of time and Jesus is coming back? Or is it going to be this great revival in the church and like miracles and cool things? I was like, which one? Which one is it? Which one? Tell me, God. And now, after watching these videos and just, like, getting more information, I think it's both. And they seem so totally contradictory, but I'm like, no. If I've learned anything, it's that contradicting things can happen and be true at the very same time. So it very well could be the end of time and the New World Order and the Antichrist rising at the same time as it's the most incredible revival on the history of the earth. And more people coming to Jesus than ever in the history of the world before. Like these things can happen at the same time. And I think that that's what God wants to happen is in the end times when everyone's enslaved and Satan is literally ruling the earth, he he knows he's coming back. It's been prophesied in scripture. So why would he come back to save like this little fraction of people? No, people are going to start waking up and there's going to be a great revival in the church. So he comes back and can take all of his children probably not all, but more of his children home. Like, I think that this revival is so necessary in this, even if it is scary end of times. So I just wanted to talk about some stuff. Um, this is stuff that I was getting fired up about when I was listening to the, what's today? The January 22nd situation update by Health Ranger Report. But he started talking about just, like, the fake news media and how they have this spell over people. People think it's reality, but it's really not. And he was just saying, like, people have been so pacified uh, by, like, fluoride and the food system, the healthcare system, pharmaceuticals, vaccines, heavy metals in foods, pesticides, all this different stuff. And it was bringing back up a lot of the stuff that originally brought me to New Age when I was, like, first waking up to, like, holy crap, the reality of this world is dark. Like, what do I do about this? So it just reminded me of some things. One, these are, these are things that helped me wake up. So the first one was the movie The Matrix. So good. I have been taking the red pill, and I've been using this podcast as a way to red pill other people. The next is the Truman Show. We're like, literally, the whole world is a stage. 
everything that we believe has been constructed. And when I say this, I specifically am thinking of things like 9-11 or countless wars. Like if you look up Ronald Bernard, Ronald Bernard, banker, he's a Dutch banker. He has interviews on YouTube. If you look him up, you will learn that he was a banker. He got offered to go really high up, get paid really well, but they told him you'd have to put his conscience in the freezer. And he was kind of like, uh-huh, okay. So he did it, and he was doing things that clearly were not good. That's why they said, put your conscience in the freezer, because you, if you want to do this stuff, you're going to have to not be able to feel guilty about what you're doing, because it's horrible. So he raised in the ranks of the banking industry, and then he realized when he got to the very top that he was serving a little group of friends. And these friends would say, okay here's what's going to happen. My country is going to go to war with your country and we're going to do this. So let me get you the money. And when this happens, we'll be able to have a bunch of money for weapons and blah, 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 blah. And they were basically making negotiations and staging this full out war so that they could put the people under oppression and just basically enslave them even more easily. And this guy was saying like, this is real. Every war has been totally constructed by a group of friends at the very top who plan it, all of it and they benefit from war so they love it and they don't care about humanity he actually said they hate humanity um they asked him to sacrifice a child and that was when he left his freezer broke he said he his conscience couldn't take it he actually died had a out-of-body experience and came back he calls this his second life and now he's a whistleblower trying to warn everyone about the things that are really happening but So the Truman Show, (laughs) where all of the world is a stage and it's literally like you're living in this reality TV show where you think everything you see is real, but that's not actually the case. The second show that helped me wake up was Westworld. Holy cow, I like it. This was the strongest point of my awakening. I actually woke up one day with an instrumental tune in my head, uh, Paint It Black. I only knew the song from Guitar Hero, but I woke up with that in my head, and I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. I wasn't even dreaming of that. I haven't listened to that song, but okay. So I even wrote about it in my journal, and then later that day, I heard the song playing, and I was like, wait, this is what I woke up this morning with in my head. And so I like followed the music, and my friend was watching a show, and it was Westworld. So I watched like 20 minutes of the show, and I was like, yo... This has the codes for reality. Like this show is waking people up. And basically what I was taking from it was that these hosts, like these computer human robots were programmed to do everything. And then they started eventually learning they could override their programming and actually do what they wanted to. And that was like, mind blown. That woke me up so much. And I really was studying like human programming. How do our brains work? How do we get programmed? Oh my gosh, fake news, information control, uh, behavioral control, the bite method of mind control. I wrote about it in my freaking book. But now this year, it's just crazier because all of these things have been kind of wrapped up in the Bible. It talks about the matrix. It tells you the reason that this world is so nutso and flawed. And like in the matrix, he says, you felt for your whole life that something is wrong with this world. Like you don't know how to put your finger on it, but you just feel it. 
that was what ignited my awakening. Like, I think everybody can tell. I don't think that this anxiety and depression is natural for everybody. Like, why is this world so freaking scary? And the Bible tells you, because Satan is the ruler of this world. And it asks Christians to bring heaven to earth and to be in the world, but not of it. So I'm going to get more <laughs> more into this. I have a lot for today. But in the Situation Report, he was talking about living in this world of illusion. And he was saying that dragging yourself out of their illusions is very hard to do because they're all spellcasters. Specifically, he was talking about marketing and how Democrats are really good at marketing because they appeal to your emotions. And he was saying, like, this is why Democrats aren't, like, in charge of Hollywood. Everyone in Hollywood is a Democrat because they're, they're master storytellers and manipulators. But he called them spellcasters. So it's just funny because when you look it up, Hollywood, like an actual, I think it's a tree, the holly tree, the wood of the holly tree, was used by ancient druids. And they would fashion the branches into magic wands used for casting spells. That's what Hollywood was used for. So think about Hollywood. They tell these stories, program you to think certain things, uh, desensitize you to certain things, and play on your emotions so that you feel and believe different things about reality. They are literally casting spells. Hollywood. And these spells and this whole illusion of the world that exists, which is a false reality, and why we call it the matrix, it's very hard to come out of. It's very hard to undo, and it's not very popular, which is why people will call you conspiracy theorist, or think you're crazy, or woo-woo, or, you know, brainwashed by Christian patriarchy, if you believe in God, you know? Um, but you have to take the red pill to get out of it. The Hollywood shows, the fake news media, information control, the bite method. Once you start putting all that on hold and you pull yourself out of this matrix, once you're in the world but not of it, your friends and your family start to treat you differently. And suddenly you have this like clarity of the brainwash of human history and everything that's ever happened. And it's just awesome that I've come to the Bible and that God brought me home because it says in the Bible, by your pharmacia, all nations will be deceived. What pharmacia means is sorcery, magic, this spell casting, setting this illusion upon the world. But it's also interesting because pharmacia literally means sorcery, but it's also where we took our word pharmacy. And through the, the pharmacy and the pharmaceutical industry, we've been pacified and we have been literally poisoned and given autoimmune disorders and um, autism, mental illness, all these different things. So that's what the Bible says. You know, we've been gunked up and pacified by pharmacia, by these sorceries and by this medicine. Because we live in Satan's world, of course you have anxiety. We are disconnected from God from the source of life and all creation through culture's romanticization if that's a word roman roman romanticization <laughs> through the way that culture has romanticized sin and death whether it be sex drugs violence drinking being depressed hating things uh different sexuality now they're talking about having different genders there's only two genders you know you name it 
We have been pacified and subdued and enslaved through cultures praising of sin and death and disconnection from God. And this is why the Bible is literally the exit guide to the matrix. Jesus is at the bottom of the rabbit hole. The truth will set you free. The truth is Jesus Christ. That's the only way your soul is safe, is if you can be in this world, but not of it. If you can break free from the matrix and be that, that vessel and that channel that brings heaven to earth. Like that was what I loved about New Age, but now I see New Age was deception because it gives you the promise of Jesus without ever having to accept Jesus Christ. And that's not possible. New Age will tell you that you're, you're an everlasting, eternal being and your soul will go on forever and all of these different things. You can be heaven on earth, but it never talks about Jesus. It denies Jesus. It says that Jesus was like basically a Hindu um, guru that was a shaman or some people even think that Jesus was a mushroom. <laughs> He was not an ascended master. He was literally God in human form. He was pure love. He was perfect. He never sinned. He never gave into temptation. And he died as a sacrifice for every single person in the world if they will only believe in him and have faith in him and what he did. Like literally the easiest gift to be given. But New Age will never talk about any of that. It talks about the matrix, but it guides you in a way that will only lead to more death and more sin. Like, I have friends who are in the new age and who are spiritual and who understand the matrix, but because it doesn't give you a guideline or, you know, absolute morality and it tells you there really is no good and no bad, you start to get into this mixture and this lukewarm life of like polyamory and then it breaks up your relationships. I've known people who have gotten divorced because they started to go into polyamory, just thinking that it was good and fine and okay. Uh, orgies, I know people having orgies. I know people who are in the spiritual realm that are nonstop on drugs or psychedelics or are having sex with anyone and everyone and creating these soul ties and attachments, having sex with the same sex, even though they clearly know that they're not bisexual, they're not gay, they're just messing around and then it, you know, I, I've seen people get really sick. People get really demonically attacked, let straight darkness into their lives, but they keep going down that same new age path thinking it's the answer when it's delivering them into the hands of death, literally. Because there is no bad and there is no good and everything is one and it's all perfect. Like if there is no bad and there is no good, what do you say about child trafficking? It just exists and it's not actually a bad thing. Like, I don't really get that. All this to say, Q is under attack right now. You know, I didn't even know what Q was until COVID and I started watching videos on YouTube and BitChute, um, like the fall of Cabal and Out of Shadows. But people are really crapping on Q and the Q movement now, especially the mainstream media, but even people who used to believe in Q because... You know, some people think it's a psyop or a psychological operation to like trick people and pacify people and think that Trump is the savior and God and all this different stuff, which, you know, think whatever you want about Q, but without it and without the people who followed it and were willing to dig and decode their like literal riddles, it's not like they gave information. People had to work to understand what Q was saying. 
if they didn't do this digging and this research and connect the dots and present it to people, the world would not have woken up during COVID. I would not have woken up during COVID. And I wouldn't have found God, okay? The Q movement and the conservatives who understand what's going on, they say that these times are biblical for a reason. You know, whether the New World Order ensues or not, it's still the greatest, most collective mass awakening in the history of the planet. Okay? Look what God is doing. Look what he's doing. Every person on the planet probably knows what Q is, knows what's happening, sees things happening. People are waking up. Bill Gates had to disable his comment section. The White House video of the inauguration had more thumbs downs and thumbs ups by like thousands. YouTube is actually removing the dislikes, saying that it's spam. If you go look at the White House on Instagram, look at Joe Biden's photo. The one of him wearing the mask and look at the comments. Look at the comments on any of the posts. They're, they're trying to tell you that this is the most popular president in history. Got the most votes of any president ever. But there's not a single positive comment on the White House Instagram. Not a single one. And these comments talking about how he's a clown and a fraud and a Satanist and his son is a human trafficker and he's part of the Communist Party and he's not really a legitimate president. All this different stuff. They have like thousands of likes. Like look what God's doing. So many people understand that he's a Satanist. Kamala's a Satanist. Clinton is a Satanist. She worships children, or worships Molech and sacrifices children. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend were at Biden's inauguration. Chrissy Teigen was one of the first people that Biden followed on Twitter. Like, so many people know by now that she's a pedophile. She's talked about pizza, okay? Pizzagate, the pedophile code, word, code words. She talked about having pizza on her chest and ranch all over her. Just think about that for a second. If those were to be code words in a disgusting way, what would you think of? Pizza means little girl, by the way. She's talked about watching toddlers and tiaras and going to jail. Talked about skinny pedophiles drinking pedolite. Uh, talking about eating human. Like, Lady Gaga, too, opened, or I don't know if she opened, but she performed at the inauguration. We know now that she's with Marina Abramovich, the spirit cooker. That they're mutilating people and eating them. Like, the world is waking up. You can't have Satanism without God. The only thing that talks about child sacrifice and Molech is the Bible and Hillary Clinton's emails. Like, put the two together. People are starting to understand, holy cow, we're living in a straight-up satanic delusion. And the Bible talks about it, and he says, Satan's the ruler of this world. Be in the world, but not of it. Be of the kingdom so that you can bring heaven to earth. So this is <laughs> so exciting. I just scared the crap out of our dog. Mona, it's okay. So now to get into the actual uh, update of what's going on and what I've been experiencing since the last podcast. So when I recorded the last podcast, I was in Florida visiting my parents, having a nice vacation. I took a little while off of social media. I only got back on to share what Lynn Wood was posting about Justice Roberts adopting illegal children from Jeffrey Epstein and about Pence being a traitor and a human trafficker 
And he was posting some crazy things, but I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys better pay attention to this because this guy is a lawyer with very high-profile clients, a defamation lawyer, and he wouldn't be saying this stuff if it wasn't true because people could sue him. Like, he knows how this works, so he's putting some real crap out there. Anyway, it was real nice. I was just chilling in Florida. I was going to come back to Utah, and then last minute, I found out that my aunt and uncle and a couple of our family friends were going to D.C. on January 6th. And I, of course, had seen that Trump had called people to go protest on the 6th. Um, I was following different people for Stop the Steal. If you don't know by now, the election was completely fraudulent. There have been multiple countries that have been found out actually to be tampering with the elections. Uh, Look up Italy and satellites. But so I found out they're going to D.C. and I was like, yo, I want to be there. So last minute, I changed my flights, and I went to D.C., and it was a great experience. Uh, Our first day there, uh, well, we didn't actually stay in D.C. because of the lockdowns, and they shut down hotels and restaurants, so we stayed a little bit outside of D.C., and just to be safe in case of any violence, you know? But so we got this Uber driver who was Iranian. I think his name was Jamir. And he asked if we were there for Trump, and we said yes, and he said that he likes Trump because he actually fled from Iran because their government was taken over. And he was saying that their government was taken over through mass propaganda, basically fake news of Iran. And they convinced people of a false reality so that people actually supported the new government. And once this government came in, they basically became... uh, what's the word, really radical, and anyone who dissented was killed. He was saying, if you spoke out against the government and what they were doing, they would shoot you and kill you. So he was saying, like, it's cool that you guys can protest and not have to worry about this being your last day, because we can't do that in Iran. And his brother and his uncle actually got killed by the government. And he was saying they took everyone's guns, and they had guns. So... If you ever did anything, they would come at you and shoot you and you had no way to defend yourself. And he was saying that he likes Trump because he came here and got a job and was making hardly any money. And then with Trump in, he actually started making more money. And he's an immigrant. Trump's supposed to hate immigrants, right? (laughs) Uh, But so he was happy. So we got to D.C. on the 6th at probably like 6 a.m., maybe 5.30. No, maybe 6 a.m., And there was already a line from, like, the lawn of the White House all the way to the Washington Monument and past uh, just to get into the freaking gates. There were so many people. And this was two hours before the doors even opened. So the day went on, and literally I have never seen so many people in my whole life. We tried to walk the entire line to see how far it went, and it went all the way back to the Washington Monument wrapped around and came back all the way pretty much to the White House with little twists and turns along the way too. Like the line was so long, it was incredible. You know, once people started speaking, there was a whole packed in crowd. Like, and there were people climbing up in the trees to take pictures and videos for other people. And I I got some of the videos and the people went so far, you couldn't even see past them. Like as far as the eye could see, 
There was people with flags, wearing red. It was just awesome. No one was wearing masks. It was freezing cold. You know, there were all these threats of violence and worries of, like, Antifa. But everyone was there, and we were just, like, packed together. Still so funny to me that the media never said anything about being a COVID super spreader, right? Because that wasn't the narrative they wanted to go with that day. But no one had masks on. We were all, like, packed together. There were maybe five porta-potties for the entire, like, million people that were there. So we didn't eat anything or drink any water the whole day so that we wouldn't have to leave our spots and we could see Trump talk. And it was totally peaceful. Everyone was so cool. We made new friends. Trump was great. People will say there was no evidence of voter fraud, but he literally went on so long about each specific case of evidence. I was starting to fall asleep standing up. (laughs) And it was great. And then we were supposed to walk to the Capitol building and just like let our voices be heard. And by the time that we even... Because there's a little walk between where we were and where the Capitol building is. Maybe like a mile or so. So this whole crowd had to try and make their way to the Capitol. Well, by the time we were even out of that little grassy area and onto the street, somebody in our group got cell service, which I didn't have till like 3 o'clock. But somebody got cell service and was like, wait, what? And we're like, what's going on? And she was showing us videos of the news saying that there were Trump supporters at the Capitol, like, fighting with police trying to get inside. And we were all standing there like, what? Like, how did people even get there that fast? Like, we just now got out of the grass area. Is that real? Are there really people there? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And then we had seen that Pence had certified the votes and basically became a traitor, which... I don't even know if that really happened or if that was possible because they still hadn't gone over the votes. But so people were thinking Pence is a traitor. So we went to the Capitol and I was right outside. Um, Everyone's just chanting USA and there were food trucks and ice cream trucks and jingles and people selling merchandise on the streets, people playing instruments. And it was just like a good, nice, jolly old time. I did see police from like up on stairs above people start spraying down what looked like tear gas. And I was like, whoa, like that's kind of scary, not not chill. But other than that, everyone was just chilling. And then I heard someone standing by us say that their friend was inside. And I was like, whoa, 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 let me see that. So I got this guy's Instagram and I looked at his live stream and him and a group of people were really inside the Capitol. And Basically, the police officers were just, like, showing them where to go. And they were saying, like, oh my gosh, this is my first time inside. This is so cool. And they were, like, panning around, showing the ceilings and the artwork, showing the directory. And they were joking around, like, should we go to the chamber, like, where Congress meets and see what they're doing about the votes right now? (laughs) Haha. Like, they didn't really... They showed um, statues which now had MAGA hats on and shirts on that said, where we go one, we go all. And I just was like, oh, that's so funny. You know, like they got led inside the Capitol. That's pretty cool. Like maybe they'll listen to us and our voices will be heard and this act of treason won't be committed. And then I I gained cell service. This is like three o'clock by this point. And people are saying like, I'm praying for you. Are you okay? Are you safe? What's going on? 
And I still, right outside the Capitol, was texting everyone back, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's actually awesome. Thanks. I so appreciate you thinking about me. I was just thinking these people were thinking about me. I was like, wow, I'm so loved. And then we, like, leave. And it's so, really, the whole thing felt so overdramatic. Like, there'd be police cars zooming by and ambulances. And, like, really, from our perspective, you know, being right there at the Capitol, seeing all these thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, there was nothing going on. People were standing in line at food trucks, getting ice cream, buying shirts and flags and armbands on the street chatting so then we started to see what the news was saying about riots and people broke into the capital and there's fights and there's violence and these are insurrectionists and oh my gosh terrorists and white supremacy what would they have done if these were black people which there were people think that trump supporters are only white that is so not true Like, there were so many non-white people at these protests. Specifically, there were so many Chinese Americans, too. And they all had signs saying, Chinese Communist Party rigged the election. Don't trust the CCP. Biden is CCP. We're here for Trump. Stop the steal. (laughs) Like, it's not about white supremacy. It's literally about freedom and the Constitution. So that was just, like, a really interesting day and watching everything snowball after that into what became like the censorship and the the supposed terrorism domestic terrorists now every conservative is a terrorist and we're all white supremacists and this was an insurrection and the the congress could have like lost their lives which they were out of that place in so long or it's so quick it did not take them long so that happened and we just like went home and went on with our day and talked about how interesting it was that these people who were at home watching the news on their TV screens were so worried about us and us being there. Like everyone was getting all of these messages asking if we were safe and what happened, are you okay? And all of us were like, okay, <laughs> we were there. Like, it's fine. Can you relax? Can you calm down? Like why, what is the news spinning right now? Because we were there. And there was nothing scary going on. Nothing sketched us out. We were never in fear of our safety. Like, like just what's going on? So we went to this restaurant, just trying to get some Indian food. It had been a long day with no food. We were so hungry, ready to get Indian food. Had a great meal. It was so good. The server was nice. And then towards the end of it, we were just asking him, like, so what do you do? And he was talking about how he's a college professor and he wanted to be a bureaucrat but definitely not under the Trump administration. And, you know, those lunatics and those terrorists and, you know, these white supremacists aren't who we wanted to work for. And just saying this stuff. And I was getting so heated inside. And I've never been heated like this. And my whole group, like, you know, they're thinking, oh, shoot. <laughs> Little does this guy know we were here in D.C. for the protest. But he was just, like, talking crap. Talking so much crap. And so they they were just listening and nodding, like, okay. And I asked him, I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about China or, like, the Communist Party. And so I, I asked him, like, what do you think about the genocide of the Uyghurs and, and the re-education camps in China right now? Which, like, that's very serious. 
he was like, oh, that's only in the Northwest. Like, it's just a small population of people. I'm like, wait, it's literal genocide. Like, you don't think that's an issue? So he just kept going on about how Trump supporters are lunatics and he was so bad and evil and we're terrorists and all this stuff. And I just spoke up. I was shaking, guys. My heart was pounding. And I just spoke up and I was like, you know, you just really need to be careful about what you're saying because when you use these derogatory comments about people, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, this could be the best food I've ever had. And I, and probably the rest of my group, would never come back. And he immediately (laughs) changed. His body language got so weird. And he was just like, oh, so you guys are Trump supporters? And I was like, yeah, we actually came here to march on January 6th. And he got so weird. He left the table. He wouldn't come back. He like went behind the bar and was talking about how this was not a place that um, Trump supporters want to be in. Like this isn't where you want to be if you're a Trump supporter and... Basically, like, we don't welcome you guys and you're in the wrong place. (laughs) We don't think well of you people here. And he was just talking about, like, something that happened at a rally there. I don't know. He was literally, like, shout talking from behind the bar. And we were sitting at a table right here. And then we were just like, hey, whatever. We still tipped him. You know, we wanted to show him, like, we're not evil, crazy people. We're going to still give you a tip, even though you were so rude and disrespectful. Um, and then like on our way out, (laughs) on our way out, we were just being polite and said like, thank you. Thanks for the mail. See ya. And he says, yeah, good luck at your protests or whatever you call it. Don't shoot any senators. (laughs) And we were all just like, did he really just say that? And just to us, it was like, this is what people believe. This is really what people believe. And a normal person that's a server at a restaurant will tell his own customers to not shoot any senators because they support a president. So we ended up complaining and talking to the owner of the restaurant and all of this stuff, like making sure that he understood that he would lose business and that that's not how people should be treating people. But yeah, but I was just so excited that like I stood up for myself and I really said something like this wasn't me hiding behind a screen and talking to the audience that I already have. Like this was me speaking up as just like a normal girl to a normal dude saying like, yo, you need to be careful who you're calling terrorists and lunatics, especially when you're working at a restaurant. Like I will never come back here. Even though the food was amazing, I will never come back. So I was like hyped. My group, they're all these like older people married with kids probably grand definitely grandparents at this point and they're like yes maddie that was so good and i was just feeling so good and then i got a phone call from eric mutsos and he was voted number one utah of the year by like 50 or 51 percent of the votes and second place had 18 percent of the votes so it was like healthcare workers were down here eric mutsos was up here And if you don't know who he is, I suggest that you follow him or follow Utah Business Revival on either Facebook or Instagram. He's great, total patriot. He arranged like concerts 
for people to come bring their businesses, set up tents, be able to actually make money during the lockdowns. He protested against COVID and the vaccines. He's been like shedding light on our like treasonous leaders, even in Utah, talking about like Mitt Romney and Cox. So good. But so he called me. Oh, he also did the film Non-Essential. Please look it up. So good. Great red pill for you, for your friends, for your family. Uh, But he called me and was like, our country was murdered today. And I was like, I know. I'm ready to start organizing and start getting things together at a local and state level. Like, I'm starting to understand you can't just attack the big thing. It's got to start small in your communities. And he was like, yeah, I agree. So that was, like, something awesome that happened, which I'm still waiting to see what comes of this. Um, I might help him organize stuff and just, like, volunteer, help him out. But it's just awesome. He was Utah of the year, and he's calling me up. I'm like, okay, this is, like, (laughs) God at work. This is Providence, dude. Like, my life has taken a 180, and I'm so excited about it. But so the aftermath of all of this is... Trump supporters are terrorists. This was a terrorist attack, domestic terrorism. This was an insurrection. So bad, so horrible, which I was there. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that horrible. You know, you see videos of people being led in by the police, of them taking down the barricades. And at the same time, BLM and Antifa, who set entire cities on fire, just get away with it all. But all of a sudden, conservatives are terrorists, and should be charged and arrested. But not only that, Trump incited the violence, of course, right? Because him telling us to go to the Capitol and to make our voices heard and saying we'll keep fighting, (laughs) that is an incitement of violence, right? So now he's getting impeached. He's been deleted off of all social media. All of his followers are getting deleted. My Instagram got disabled with no reason, no warning. Uh, Like I said, I can't comment or do anything on Facebook or on my backup Instagram account. The MyPillow CEO has been banned from Bed Bath & Beyond. Ali Alexander, I think he was the leader of the Stop the Steal. He's actually on the run for his life right now. He's had everything censored. I think maybe his bank accounts got closed. I know Trump's did. But he has been threatened, literally death threats on him and his family. So they're on the run. People are talking about, um, like, if you've seen Project Veritas, they got a video of someone who works very high up at PBS saying they needed, even if Biden won, they needed to go after MAGA and take their children and put them into re-education camps. He talked about throwing Molotov cocktails at the White House if Trump were in and all this different stuff. Uh, Biden supporters are calling for the cleansing of the MAGA movement, like getting rid of Trump is not enough. You need to get rid of all of his supporters. And they're calling us crazy and cultists and all this stuff so that people will be like, yeah, get rid of them. It's like, I'm just a normal 24-year-old girl. You really think I'm this much of a threat? Do you think I'm a terrorist? Because I want fair elections. (laughs) Like, come on. But I watched Brother Dude Marty's videos talking about the whole Capitol storm And he called it the greatest magic trick ever. Because at precisely the moment that they were supposed to provide evidence, right, in front of Congress to see if this election was fair or not, right at that moment, people stormed or were let in by the police, the Capitol. 
Which, where's the security? If you know the most important vote is about to be voted on today, or the most important election, why would you not have security at the Capitol? Why would people be let in? Unless, this is another one of their Hollywood sorcery magic tricks, where they get you to look here and call these people bad, Meanwhile, no evidence had to be presented. And now they can certify the election in the middle of the night while everyone's asleep, and there was never any evidence brought to the floor. So Lynn Wood was right, and Pence was a traitor, because he certified a fraudulent election and turned his back on Trump and on the American people. Like I said, this is possibly the end of times. If Biden stays the president, I know that people in Q think that there could be an amazing miracle and Trump could be president, which there's a lot of stuff going on that that could be possible. But if not, or maybe even, you know, no matter who the president is, I do think that this global world government is going to keep crawling and inching forward. Um, Germany, I just saw, actually has detention camps now for COVID. What do you think of when you think of Germany and detention camps? And why is that happening again? Or what might this lead to? Just, just something to use some critical thinking on. So moving on, they certify the election and Biden is now the president-elect, or the president, I guess, officially. <laughs> officially, in, in quotations, because he's not actually the president. Maybe he's the president of the United States Corporation, but he's not president of the United States people which this is a whole nother thing. You'll have to look into that. The U.S. is a corporation. We signed away basically our rights in 1871. Anyways, so Biden inauguration is coming around and D.C. is basically transformed into a war zone. There is a fence erected around the entire Capitol with barbed wire on the top. And they start with 10,000 troops and then it's 20,000 and then it's 30,000 and then it's 65,000 and they've got cameras and their cell signal is down, communications don't work except for military frequencies. Okay, this is what they use in war. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are there for the virtual inauguration. Uh, Biden doesn't come in on Air Force One, which has never happened. Every president flies in on Air Force One. But he didn't do that. He had to take a private jet because President Trump was on Air Force One. Uh, the Pentagon actually blocked Biden. Biden blocked Biden and his transition team from getting access to critical documents or to the nuclear codes or different things like that, which has never happened really in the history of the presidency. If he's a legitimate president, why would the Pentagon not give him access to what's apparently rightfully his? So there's talks. I saw a paper talking about South Africa being like a, a subsidy, subsidy, subsidiary. I don't know something under the U.S. corporation. And it was talking about how America, you know, it started in 1776, but then in 1871, they went broke after the Civil War, so they signed themselves away to the Vatican and to London, and basically were owned under a corporation, and people are the products, and we're just slaves. And D.C. is not actually a part of the country, and it's its own foreign land with its own constitution and its own set of rules, it really doesn't even belong to America. So the president is basically the CEO of the corporation. And that's apparently what Biden is falsely elected to be. But this paper was saying that 
America remained a corporation until January 21st, 2021. Or January 20th, 2021. So if America is no longer a corporation, then what is Biden the president of? Nothing. So that's just another thing to think about. Um, that Biden could literally be a double illegitimate president. Like, not only did, his, did he cheat his way in, but it's not actually a thing anymore. The corporation has been dissolved, basically. It's, it's so much more than just politics. Like, it's not political issues. It really is this issue of good versus evil. And you can't tell the difference if you don't have any godly understanding or morality or if there is no godly authority. Like right now, the people in power are calling good evil and calling evil good. And they're convincing people of multiple genders and they are fighting so hard for the race stuff and these identity politics and the LGBT and for abortions. But if you follow God and you know the Bible, you know that these things are not okay. That these are workings of the devil. That this is not what happens in a godly kingdom. So it's not political. Because even though it takes the, the physical manifestation of politics and leaders and elections. It's, you know, the Bible says we don't fight humans. We battle against powers and principalities. So these people who are in charge calling good evil and evil good. They literally worship Satan. And the things they're enacting through their politics and their legislation enhance or um, enforce and move forward the devil's agenda, which is why they are attacking the family unit. Man, woman, parents, children. That's not really a thing under them because maybe you're not really a man or you're not really a woman or maybe you're both or maybe you're neither. Maybe you're nothing. And you don't have to marry the opposite sex because what is gender what is sex it doesn't matter and what does it matter if you kill your baby in the womb they'll say it's a cluster of cells but humans fully form in the womb pretty freaking early and they're they're trying to push for nine month abortions now that's a full-term baby that's murder satan loves that stuff god on the other hand loves his children and he doesn't want you to murder and he wants you to marry man and woman. He doesn't think that... He thinks that being gay is a sin. Homosexuality is a sin because it leads to death. If you're homosexual, life ends there. You can't have kids. So people will say, oh, it's so rude to say that homosexuality is death. It literally is. You can't have offspring. You're not continuing on anything. You're ending your family line too. It's death. You can't bring life from a gay relationship. You just can't. It's just the truth. It's just science. It's biology. Don't they say to trust the science, right? And especially like the Supreme Courts who are corrupt, who have basically dismissed any case of voter fraud. These people, specifically Justice Roberts, are also in bed with Jeffrey Epstein, getting illegal kids from him to be abused in this elite cabal. It's attack of good versus evil the attack of evil onto god's kingdom and it takes the form of politics because that's what governs the world like duh it's spiritual at the core i know that that's hard to understand at first but it really is this spiritual battle and if you don't understand the bible or at least attempt to 
you're not going to understand what's really going on in the world and you're not going to be able to tell good from bad. So I highly suggest getting versed in the word so that you can bring goodness and heaven to earth in the correct way and not be deceived. Because new age sounds good, but it's so deceiving. And that's why I'm so glad that I'm out of it now. So on heaven on earth, good godly people tend to stay away from things that are corrupt. But these corrupt things, like I'm thinking Hollywood, a lot of the time politics, like so many religious people have just avoided politics because it's like, oh, we're, we're just in the church. We're just Jesus followers. So we, sh- we really shouldn't uh, touch politics. We know it's just a lot of corruption or, or maybe we just trust that they'll do the right thing. So they've stayed away from it. But these areas need kingdom workers now more than ever. The news, they need kingdom workers, people to share the truth with a capital T. Media, Hollywood, healthcare. Like think of everyone who's just accepting authority and obeying these authoritarian and nonsensical rules because they don't trust in God and they don't know what God's rules and God's design is. The healthcare system needs kingdom workers. Government, too. Kingdom workers need to start going out for Congress, you know? <laughs> start really making moves. Because we need to bring heaven down to earth. Hedonism, pleasure, doing whatever you want, that's not heaven. Despite what people largely think. Especially people who turn their backs on religion and try to get away from God. And now they can do whatever they want. So it's like, yes, this is freedom. This must be what heaven is like, right? That's new age. Follow your bliss. Follow your heart. Follow your desires. Do what makes you happy, regardless of what others think. Straight hedonism, and that's not at all heaven. That's not at all what God called people to be or to live in. That's not his design. No matter what happens politically, it's the the awakening and the revival and the spiritual that matter. So it still could be the new world order. But yeah, have you seen the Biden Instagram comments? and the thumbs down on the inauguration videos. Like whether or not this agenda ensues, the people are waking up and people are coming home to God and the kingdom like never before. Look at me, I didn't think this would ever happen and now I'm preaching Jesus to people and the Bible. Like I even wrote my book talking about why the Bible sucks, but I hadn't even read it. I didn't know anything about it, but I was like, don't listen to the Bible, God's abusive. And here I am, like, read the Bible. And people have told me before, like, why should I trust you if you're changing your opinions? Duh. If you don't change your opinions when you learn new things, then what are you even doing? Sticking to your ego and your pride? You're too afraid to say that you were wrong about something and change your view? (laughs) Like, what even is that argument? And this is, again, the battle of powers and principalities, the unseen, which manifests in the physical through satanic worship, rituals, witchcraft, pain, fear, suffering, manipulation, sacrifice, government, Hollywood, CIA. We're going through a refinement in this remnant and this remnant of God and his kingdom and his people in his kingdom are rising up and growing and growing and growing and growing. And these kingdom people need to bring themselves into these corrupt spaces. Because the the enemy has way too much power right now. And we're just letting it. Like, stick your foot in there. Stick your foot in the door. Kick these people out. Take your place and start to spread truth. 
And I was going to record another podcast, or actually I already did, but it got cut off. But it was just about an experience that I, two experiences that I had uh, with revelation from the Lord. And back in November, I already did a podcast episode about it, about the book of Joel and what it says about the day of the Lord. And I got there because I had been seeing locust everywhere and I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what I had to do with. I still didn't really know much about the Bible. And so I prayed for God to reveal himself to me and the truth and like, what is this locust thing? What, what does he want to communicate to me? And like, Lord, please, I'm just going to open my Bible to a random page. Let that page be what you need me to see. So I did that and I opened up my Bible to the, the day of the Lord. And this is a study Bible, so it has like different captions and headings. It said the day of the Lord. And it's basically about this like apocalyptic scene of what happens when the Lord comes back. And that people had thought it'd be like this glorious thing, but really it's going to be like straight up destruction of the people who are living against him and living in sin and aren't, are not accepting Jesus. That was like the first thing that I was like, whoa, okay, I think maybe this whole end of time thing has something to it because, you know, of all these thousands of pages in this Bible, this is what I opened to after praying about it, really. So time goes on and I will bring you to a few nights ago where I'm just laying in my bed here and I'm so confused confused because there's like these different pathways of the way that the future could unfold and one is either Trump is president or one is Biden is president and under Biden basically communist China takes over and we're slaves and we're put into detention camps and the whole world is enslaved and the global reset happens and the new world order ensues or you know Trump is the president and we regain America and freedom and technology and health cares uh, comes out and the IRS is abolished and we're no longer debt slaves and we go back to the gold standard and debt is forgiven and all this different stuff and I was like god I'm so confused like there's so many signs that add up telling me that this is the end of the world but there's also so many signs that add up telling me that there really is possibility for hope and for renewal and for this revival. So I was like, God, please, I'm just confused. I want to know what your will is so that I can act according to your will and, you know, understand what's going on. So please, Lord, show me. I'm just going to open my Bible to a random page. Let that page be what you need me to see. So I'm laying in bed and I have my eyes closed. I have my Bible down here and I just like put my thumb on a random place and I open the page and it's the day of the Lord. For the second time, out of all these thousands of pages, the day of the Lord is what he opened me to in the Bible for the second time. And it was like, there's no denying that this global conspiracy is what was prophesied in the scriptures. And the only thing to do is to repent and to accept Jesus so that when the day of destruction comes, and he talks about locusts, the, the locust plague and how they basically destroyed all the crops and everything was hungry, which people have talked about. First comes the censorship and then comes the generated famine because Bill Gates owns, on the far, owns all the farmland and they are probably going to shut down for COVID again or whatever. You know, like this stuff has happened throughout history. The next is going to be 
a famine and people are hungry and then it's going to be concentration camps. The Bible in the book of Joel talks about this army of locusts and in the study commentary, it takes one of the lines about the army of locusts and it says, or literally, like what the words literally translate to, a nation. So, so the Bible could be saying, yeah, this plague of locusts, which is real, and it's also even happening right now in, I think, Africa and maybe India, there really is a plague of locusts and it's eating everything. But not only can it be translated as this army of locusts, it could be translated as an army of a nation. And they come in and they take over and they kill and destroy everything. And I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> like that very well could happen. The Chinese could be in here. The UN could be in here with their peacekeepers, right? Who knows? But the book of Joel basically says the day of the Lord is a thing to be feared because it is a time of judgment and destruction. But also the day of the Lord for the believers and those who haven't been living in sin will be a glorious day. And it, it just reminded me of this two things at once scenario where it's destruction and terrible and horrible and scary, but the believers know. So they see the destruction and know that their Lord is coming back and that because they have listened to him, they're going to be saved despite this death and destruction. So it brought me again to the point that, okay, I think things are going to keep getting worse, but I think this revival and this awakening of people and the pulling out of people from the illusion and the matrix, the more people who are going to be living in the world but not of it, and bringing the kingdom down, this revival is going to keep getting better and better and bigger and bigger, even as the world gets gloomier and darker. So that's just my take on everything. I was so hyped about all of this. Uh, you know, just on fire for it. Just look at what God is doing. Like, it's really, it's incredible. And these are exciting, exciting times. So keep praying. Keep your head up. Keep your eyes up and your heart up. Look at the Lord. Read the Bible. Do the best you can. Pray. Just communicate with Him frequently. Do your best to understand. Listen to some of the conspiracy theories. Use rational, critical thinking. Don't just blow everything off. Start to look at the terrors and the illusion and the glitches in the matrix to see if you can realize like, okay, this is a show. I'm on the Truman Show. The world is a stage. Look at like the sequence of events, all of that. And just use your own talents and the things that you like and that you're good at to help revive people, help this revival grow and this awakening get stronger. Share these podcasts or research that you find or videos with your friends and with your family no matter what their political views are all right well i think that's all i have to say <laughs> so if that yeah that's an episode for you back from my little silence so i hope you enjoyed it and i'll be back soon when i feel inspired again see ya Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you absolutely loved it and that you got some really good things out of it to apply in your own life. If you want to hear more, I'm really active on Instagram. My username is Madison Palika. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, both under Madison Palika. So hit me up there. I would love to schedule a mentoring session with you or talk to you about course options. I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear what you think about this podcast. Again, I love you. Thanks so much and have the best day ever.